Welcome to this week's edition of the Hot Topics podcast, the place where the global thinkers, innovators and disruptors come to share their thought leadership on the fast-moving tech ecosystem. I'm Jack Hirschman. I got up this morning at 7am after going to sleep at 12.45 and I woke up once during the night. I've taken 6,881 steps today and that total 6.06 kilometers. I burnt 2,436 calories and I'm just one of millions of people that have dived into the world of the quantified self movement. We are all very much aware of just how useful numbers can be when we advertise, manage, govern and search just about anything. But the interesting change really has been using these numbers in our own personal sphere to reflect, learn, remember and improve. Technological changes are largely driving this change in our lifestyle and the uptake and diffusion of mobile devices, the exponential improvement in data storage and data processing and the remarkable improvement in human biometric sensors are all driving this shift too. And this is something that this week's guest, Cedric Hutchings, the CEO of Withings, has largely helped democratise. What's becoming more and more obvious is that if we want to be more effective in such a fast-paced world, that we need to get to know ourselves a little bit better. And Cedric explained just why. So here is the full interview. Okay, so Cedric, thank you so much for joining us. Um, could you kind of tell us the story of, of Withings and kind of how it came to be? Yeah, sure. So Withings has been uh, now for eight years you know, mm-hmm. in life. So we founded in 2008, so almost eight years. And we've been building a, a product, an app that pe- helps people live healthier lives. So uh, all of our product po- portfolio is about tracking some health information, rendering it in, into actionable dashboard, mm-hmm. and help people you know, to manage their health in a slightly different manners and really take ownership of the health management. So we make products uh, for people to live healthier lives. Okay, and, and for you personally, I, I, I want to get, I want to find out a story about you, right? So, oh, sure. so at, at what point did you realize, you know, I, I, I want to disrupt the space? Yeah, so, so it, it came into uh, I, mostly two steps. Uh, I come from, uh, my background is uh, as an engineer and as a telco industry. My previous professional life was in the tele- telecommunication. We mm-hmm. were building... Uh, with my co-founder, we were building previously a box, telco boxes, uh, you know, customer premises equipment, gateways for, uh, for telcos. Mm-hmm. And when we uh, started Withings in 2008, that was really about building device, connected device, mm-hmm. that can be a bit smarter by being connected and having access to this new kind of device that we have all in our pockets, you know, all smartphone that enables to download an app that makes the device richer or simpler to use. So as, you know, as uh, creating Withings was at first step really about making things uh, more intelligent. That's what you will call now smart things or Internet of Things. Okay. Uh, but when uh, our first device was a scale. So, you know, we say, okay, the scale uh, looks dumb to us and us as engineers. You know, it's, it's rather a stupid device that we step on it from time to time. You know, you know triggers uh, maybe some emotion, but you don't do anything with that. And it's a device that's supposed to measure something but does not record it, graph it, and you know, make sense out of it. So let's make a more useful scale. Mm-hmm. That was really our, you know, uh, you know, our take you know, when we started uh, Withings. Yeah. Uh, and what we did not expect is that uh, we got tons of feedback right after, you know, a few months after our first uh, scale being on the market that, uh, from testimony from users telling us, okay, you changed my life, I lost X or Y, you know, pounds or or kilos. That was a big surprise because, you know, frankly speaking, again, we did not do it and think about it as a coaching device or Mm. as a weight loss device. Uh, It's turned out to be a behavioral change device. And at that point, that was in 2009, you know, personally, I I realized that, okay, if we can make cool and sexy devices, devices that fit in our environment, 
fits on us, you know, as wearables, that can, you know, impact our health behavior. That's really a big thing, and, and that's really new because, you know, I can go, you know, much details, but uh, healthcare, remote monitoring, etc. It's not new. What is new is is uh, making a, a, a fusion between consumer, consumer experience, you know, user interface for consumer, mm -hmm. and an impact for health and healthcare. And that was, you know, very sounds very cool and very important to us. And we decide to focus withings on connected health. Okay. And you kind of, uh, I mean, if, if anything, you, could, you guys could be billed with kind of being proponents of the, the quantified self movement, right? Mm -hmm. uh, for, for me, as a, as a journalist, it's very interesting to see how it's changed. You know, it's kind of started off as the quantified self, and now actually people are people are realizing that this isn't just something simple and easy to use in terms of, you know, I can track how many steps I've made today. Instead, I can transfer this into health and. Doctors can start to monitor uh, me. So, you know, how how uh, how do you see that changing and kind of quantified self really turning into yeah, healthcare? Yeah, you're, you're you're right. I mean, uh, the seed uh, you know of what we're doing uh, was really into this quantified self movement. Maybe in 2010, really uh, you know tech and, and Californian you know style uh, mm -hmm. uh, people. Uh, but it was a, a bit of a paradox because quantified self uh, is about quantifying certain you know dimension in our lives and trying to rationalize our management of it and improve it. But that was uh, appealing to people who are already very much concerned or very health conscious, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think the, one of the shifts is by making a, a device simpler, simpler to use and more impactful because we aggregate different data, it shifts to, towards people who are, in fact, more and more in needs for this kind of technology and, and kind of solution. So it's not anymore, you know, healthy tech for geeks. It's, it's healthy techs for the rest of us. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, you know, the, the health in industry, medicine, has been historically incredibly difficult to innovate. Yeah. Why, why do you think that is and kind of what, how, how do you plan on uh, innovating and making it easier? No, so I, I think that's a very important point. And what has changed, again, that's what I, I said earlier, is that now it's come from the consumer space. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, you know, if you're a doctor and more and more patients will come to you and say, okay, here is my, you know, multi-year monitoring of my blood pressure, and, uh, you know, the doctor recognized the value of it. And it did not start off from the doctors. But I think it's, uh, it's uh, not about doing a, a push, you know, of uh, technology and product from healthcare to patients. Mm -hmm. But it will be more and more a pull from, you know, we live in connected, uh, in a connected worlds. And we, as patients, will expect our doctors more and more to use, you know, this obvious, you know, technology and this obvious um, advantage of tracking some uh, very vital information. But I think what has changed again is, is the dynamics. Is we, we have not come up to healthcare and doctors, professionals with, you know, here is a connected blood pressure. Mm. We sold our blood pressure to an Apple store. And more and more, and we have now built a lot of relationship with healthcare professionals because they realize that if we fix the fact that uh, people are still using the device after long term because they love it, they like to use it. It's simple. It's beautiful. It can be part of it. That mm. changed the relationship we have with our health. Mm. And all of that, a lot of this changes down to the Internet of Things. Um, you know, what, what kind of impact do you think that is going to have on healthcare? So, I mean, the, the fact that, you know, healthcare and more and more healthcare will rely, us, rely on more data, uh, you know, aggregating, correlating certain data, body vitals, but also behaviorals and environmental data. So everybody is, uh, is very much convinced of it. But the problem is how you generate this data. And we generate this data through our, again, daily lives. It's not at the hospital or at the doctor premises. Uh, it's, you know, during our everyday life. So 
to generate data requires this Internet of Things. It requires, you know, this gateway between our real life, you know, mm -hmm. and again, it's not about bringing a hospital at home. It's about uh, turning the home into a bit smarter, a bit um, less forgetful, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and a bit more shared to, you know, doctors and the right stakeholder of your health. Okay. And I, I read sort of in preparation for this interview actually last night that you, uh, in an article that you wrote about a report uh, for, from Goldman, Goldman Sachs that was like $300 billion or something could be saved as a result of IoT and healthcare. Where, where, where's that money being saved? Yes, I mean, mostly, and uh, the revolution will come into prevention and, co and management of chronic disease. You know, big cost, you know, and especially in the U.S., if you uh, um, don't manage uh, diabetes or a problem uh, with obesity, and it will turn to very high cost, you know. And the cost saving will come into how do we engage patients into uh, preventing care, preventive care, sorry, mm -hmm. and, uh, and the management of their chronic disease, which, you know, will impact uh, a good share of us, you know, uh, but we can live with a very long and very good, provided that we take care or, uh, of it, mm. uh, we manage it. So the big cost saving will come from here. But again, it's not about going to uh, the healthcare and say, oh, this is a, a technology that will help us save costs. It has to come from end user, patients, to start adopting this technology. Uh, then, uh, you know, it's, it's really a different equation. Yeah. I mean, there's something I'm particularly interested in. I mean, historically, if you look at the kind of the patient-doctor relationship, you have a doctor who holds all the power and you kind of, a patient will go once every few weeks and, and see them. But there's no kind of tracking in between. Yeah. Uh, so the doctor kind of sees them as is and it's a very sort of finite uh, snapshot. You know, do, do you think IoT and kind of connected devices are going to radically alter uh, the relationship between patient and doctor? Well, I, I don't know what we put in alter, but I, I like to take one example. When you, uh, you, know, you think about uh, high-performance uh, sportive, professional sportive, mm -hmm. and uh, the, the problem of, um, of um, do you say doping? Or yeah, yeah. So, doping. you know, the, the, the solution is not, you know, taking the sportive during the Tour de France and, and making a, uh, an analysis of, uh, of his blood, etc. Uh, the way to very well manage it is to... Uh, um, monitor the sportive performance over months and years and to see you know, whether there are, there are unexplained change. Mm -hmm. And I think that this approach of what we call you know, long-term monitoring will be more and more shift to, you know, the, again, the rest of us, not you know, sportive taking dopes, etc., but just helping the doctors to understand our state when you are into, in front of your doctors mm -hmm. uh, because you have a lot of data when you come into uh, your doctor's offices. Or, even better, you don't go to the doctor's offices because the doctors can spot on some trends, on some orange flag and not red flag, and can you know, ask you to, um, to do a certain things. Mm. So, yes, it will alter, for sure, the patient and doctor relationship. But same-wise, you know, access to knowledge, you know, the Internet, the web, the web has, uh, has empowered with knowledge a lot the patient. Mm. If, if you're a sort of telehealth startup, right, it's, uh, it's very difficult to... Um it's very difficult to kind of break into the industry because, you know, doctors are resi resistant to change. What do you think it will take uh, or, or what advice do you have for startups who are looking to get into uh, the health industry? Convince the patients first. No, so it's, uh, it's really, again, about, about convincing uh, the, the first user of your product and solution. And um, I don't have much advice for uh, companies who are selling or, you know, providing a solution for doctors because that's not the trajectory uh, we've taken. Yeah. But the advice uh, will be, okay, build evidence. And, uh, you know, here today I'm, I'm announcing a partnership, a stronger partnership with, uh, with MyFitnessPal company. Mm -hmm. And why we have uh, come closer to them? 
because we have spot on correlation between the use of our apps and solution and the use of uh, MyFitnessPal application uh, that shows you know, the impact of, uh, into weight loss uh, into, uh, uh, by your times of eight times more pounds loss when you use both applications. That's data. That's out of our data that are generated by our users. Mm -hmm. And when we see that, we say, okay, how can we make the integration even smoother for uh, it to be adopted by more users mm -hmm. among Weddings user among my fitness pal users, but it's again it's built on data and evidence. So what's very important is to build evidence. Okay, and finally, what can we do to get doctors on board with this? Uh, so I think for, so. First, it's uh, I mean, there are a lot of things. Uh, we work a lot with doctors. I take one example with blood pressure monitoring. Mm -hmm. We've been working with doctors who are very keen to adopt remote blood pressure monitoring. So first, we do not have to see doctor as a whole being very, uh, you know, uh, innovation averse. Mm -hmm. uh, there are a lot of uh, specialities where uh, doctors see the interest in enhancing, increasing what uh, we call patient compliancy mm -hmm. of do, doing some treatment or do, adopting some lifestyle change. Uh, they see a lot of interest in building, you know, what cool and sexy stuff, apps, you know, products that will remain in patients' lives. Uh, and then, you know, it's, it's not, these are not um, gadgets. It, it means that uh, to convince doctors, you also need to provide proof and evidence of the accuracy of your device. When we do a connected blood pressure monitor, it's a blood pressure monitor before being connected. So it has to go through all this, you know, FDA clearance in the U.S. Uh, as a CE medical uh, device in Europe. So it, it does not, it's not because it's a connected thing that um, we can accept it to be less accurate or etc. So I think that also we have to build trust and confidence with, uh, with the doctors. Cool. Well, thank you very much. It was great to meet you. Cheers. Okay. Thank you very much. Unfortunately, that is all we have time for this week. But if you cannot wait for next week's episode, I suggest that you pop over to hottopics.ht where you'll find more podcasts just like this as well as some live events and uh, longer form pieces too. Thanks very much for listening.